Hello everyone, Eric Watson here, freelance writer, player of games, writer for recorder videos, and a tabletop role-playing aficionado. Welcome to the Monday edition of my bi-weekly behind-the-scenes DM-only livestream, Crafting the Deep, in which I build, write, and prepare for our next session of Call from the Deep. I don't know who our characters are going to be, but I know all of you are ready to watch the stream. Of course, there will be some spoilers. We stream our sessions live on YouTube every Friday. Watch all of the sessions and review videos here on the channel. You can also join our official Discord server with invite link in the description below. If you'd like to support the channel, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. For our campaign, we use roll20.net for streaming. I use OBS Studio. I think, I think, I think I'm finally ready to just dive in to the beginning of the campaign. We've talked a lot about the overall campaign structure. I guess I'm still calling this pre-campaign prep, but I mean, it all that's what it is until the campaign starts, I suppose. But obviously it would help to just start doing a more minute, laser-focused crafting on the where I'm going to start, which is going to be Sinister Secret of Salt Marsh. That's where this campaign is going to kick off. Um, there's still a lot of holes I need to plug in, and obviously I still don't know who my player characters are, so I have to prep as much as I can while still probably having to do some last-minute preps based on uh, who the players are going to be. And... and you know, I'm going to give them the primer, and part of that primer will say, hey, I want to use either the group patron rules or the franchise rules from Ack Inc. or some way that binds your group together. And then, so that way my players are really part of crafting at least the introduction of the story. It's like, who are all of you? Obviously, players always do that. But why are you together? What organization has brought you together? And on top of that, I'm also going to have them explain, because we start our campaigns at level two, what adventure, and they can just come up with this on their own, got them from level one to level two. I thought that'd be pretty fun to do during uh, session zero. And again, it's totally up to them. And what organization they're a part of could be up to them. And also we're going to, I think my plan is to do optional secrets and they're going to be entirely narrative role-playing based. And then, so if somebody wants to be secretly part of another organization or, you know, hopefully we can work it out where nobody's directly opposed to the players. And yet we kind of had that a little bit during Rhyme and everybody seemed to like it. So I think I'm okay with letting uh, the reins loose a bit on that. I don't know what my saying is, but, uh, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little more comfortable letting them go a little bit more wilder with some of these secrets, but, but still make them entirely optional if some folks didn't like that. Uh, aspect and I'm not going to do the so in other words I'm probably not going to do the official like divvying out of the secrets with the whole big structures that I did in rhyme but instead maybe kind of just punt that to uh, my players and see you know if, if they want to do a secret then they certainly could hello Sylvan James Jason Nate good to see all of you Stan so we're talking about Sinister Secret. Um, these, this map you're looking at is from uh, one of my patrons, Bear Gardener, I believe, and he has a uh, Patreon that I should plug. Um, I'm gonna have to do it. If you're not in the chat, Bear, then I'll have to do it later on the comment because I was not prepared for that. But I will shout out your name at least. Um, you can go look at a previous crafting stream, probably one of the earliest ones uh, where I did have, or search Google search the name. Um, but he makes some really good map art, and I plan on using, at the very least, the the ones from Sinister Secret. I believe he's made art for all of uh, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, because unfortunately this campaign, I cannot just sit by and use the map art that's included from Wizards, because the map art is garbage. 
from Ghosts of Saltmarsh, which is this. This is uh, functional, technically, if you're just a DM looking at the paper and you need to know where your players are and what's happening, but it is not very good for those of us who actually like uh, playing on maps and especially using them in a virtual tabletop setting. So uh, what you see here is the first floor of the haunted house, which is our first area. I'm debating on whether or not I actually need a map of the town of Saltmarsh because unfortunately, in fact, I don't even have that tab open. Um, I don't think I can add chapter one of Saltmarsh as a module. I think I can only add the or sorry, as an add-on, I don't think I can add, uh, I can only add the modules into Call from the Deep, which means I don't actually have the Saltmarsh map, which is too bad. It's kind of a nice map, but on the other hand, I don't know, I I'm really only using Saltmarsh for the location of this uh, sinister secret, I guess, for the, the haunted mansion, and that's just as an excuse for like, why hasn't anybody dealt with this? Well, because it's like 20 miles outside of Neverwinter in a place called Saltmarsh, and it's really this you know, small rundown port town area. So I don't plan on going the whole big expansive salt marsh stuff that, that's in Ghost of Salt Marsh. So if you're trying to look at how I'm gonna do salt marsh in this campaign, I'm not basically. Instead I'm just using Neverwinter as the main staging ground in that way. Uh, and that's something I will tell the players when we start with our session zero and with the primers, like, hey, try to have some kind of tie to Neverwinter uh, if you can. Either you've got a um you know, either you're from there, obviously, or you grew up there. That means the same thing, Eric. Uh, or you've got a relative who's there, or you know, whatever. You you just work there, like you know, whatever your connection can be. But there should be some uh, reason for having a connection in that city, and then that would make that will make the big pirate attack. You know, and, and really motivate the players to get back there and help. Um, you know, save it. Even if you kind of hate it, I feel like you would still have a a like. Well that's still my fucking town, you know, kind of, because we all bitch about our own places, but uh, nobody else can bitch about them, you know, and then, it, then, it's, then you take that civic pride. It's just like your kids, the same concept, man. You can, parents can bitch about their kids all day long, but nobody else can bitch about your kids, because now then you get defensive about it, and all of a sudden you're like, no, fuck you. Uh, so obviously the bad thing about all, using all of these uh, third-party maps, as wonderful as the art is, is they, of course, do not have a dynamic lighting, so I have to do all of that. And I have to fill out all the tokens. This is going to be fun stuff. And because this map has both an indoor and outdoor uh, setting, I believe the best thing to do is to not have daylight mode and instead just put motes of daylight outside. Because uh, I assume the inside is not lit. Does it actually say that? The house interior, unless otherwise noted, illumination is bright during the day on the ground floor and the floor above it. Oh, well, fuck me. <laughs> I guess it is all lit then. In the attic, due to various holes in the roof, the light is dim but adequate, leaving plenty of dark shadows and corners. Huh. Alright. Straight up bright. I, I mean, there's no reason they would use the train. Yeah, I could do transport fire, that's true. But I guess my big question is, Jason, is do... I always forget the transport fire. You're right. They kind of hide it in Roll20 now, weirdly. I thought I feel like it used to be easier to, to find it. Um, I'm not sure it's even worth using that map of Saltmarsh. Because if I use the map, all of a sudden it's going to be this big thing. It's like all these locations you can go to. And honestly, I'm just using it for... I mean, Saltmarsh might as well be one building. But it'll be a little bigger, obviously. But 
Um, they're basically just going to the small podunk suburb of Neverwinter to do this one mission. And then afterwards, you know, they'll get a ship. And then I guess they don't have to ever actually go back to Neverwinter. So we, weirdly, even though we're going to have a connection to Neverwinter, we may not actually do any of Neverwinter until we do the full attack uh, in... What is that? Am I calling that Act 2? I think that's Act 2. Yeah, Act 2 will kick off with the Neverwinter attack. So I guess it's all actually lit, so I should turn on daylight mode because I believe... Yeah, the Southern Caverns are a different map, so those can be dark. Alright, well, let's just turn on daylight mode then. That'll make my life easier. Nope, stop trying to create extra maps, damn it. There's the worst button for that. How often do you need to make a new map versus I'm just trying to mouse over and click the settings on my existing page, roll 20. So we'll do daylight mode on. And that's fine. Okay. This doesn't actually have tokens on it either though. Nikes. What I should have done is open up my version on uh, let's just do that let's open up my Ghost of Saltmarsh one that way I can compare them I wonder if I could even use the same dynamic lighting probably not Yeah, this one's so old it doesn't use the new uh, windows and doors. This looks so bad on VTT. This looks like I drew it. No offense to the artist, I guess. <laughs> Not a lot of combat in here, also, until you get to the end, and then it's a lot of scary combat. But it's also designed for level 1, and that's something I need to remember. Uh, is that my players will start at level 2. see how that does. I guess those are all windows on the outside, so we can do window mode and then doors. Okay, and this is your front door. Oh. Wait, what did I do? There's already lighting on this map. Maybe I did already try to do that copy-paste thing. Oh, what a mess. Uh, it's kind of close in some areas, yeah. Or maybe I already tried to do this. I don't know. I don't remember moving this map around. Maybe I transmorgified already. I don't know. This was probably weeks ago when I did this. That's a lifetime. This is going to be more... I might as well just make new ones. This is going to be a mess. But these should be separated because this is a different level. What the fuck is going on here? Oh, that's this one. This is a wall. Is that a door? Oh my god. I already hate this. I haven't had to do this in so long. At least to this extent. Alright. Go there. Can you drag a box to make more of those? What, do you, what the fuck was this? Why is this bumped out like this? 
Unfortunately, dear bear, I do need you to make more obvious doors because it's actually a little tricky for me to tell what is a door and what is a wall. These are windows. I got that part of it. I think like this is a door. <laughs> I'm going to lean way in. Hey, John. Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I can I can drag a box. I don't know if it perfectly lines up, though. I guess we'll find out. And yes, feel my pain. Okay, okay. More or less. You need to have just a strict line. You want to be able to have some like texture there, but the the lines are kind of thick. Like this is better because it's thinner, so the players can see there's a wall. Whereas here, it's like you would just see blackness. All right, let's delete these. Can we make those all into windows? I don't know why some of them. I'm being way too picky. My players aren't going to give a shit if the windows don't exactly. But we do want things to connect. I don't have any holes in there. I don't, when did I do, what did I do here? I'm trying to even think how I got these lines already here. <laughs> I thought I was going to have a blank canvas, and I opened it up, and somebody had drawn in here already. Past Eric in a drunken rage. And yet everything is also slightly off. I must have transmogrified something. I mean, yeah, this must be from the old map. In which case, uh, in which case, shout out to Bear for like pretty damn accurately getting these lines in there. Like that, I can almost with a little bit of stretch. I'm still deleting all the. Doors, though. Yeah, I think there, the old map had bump outs, didn't it, for the fire? God, the map is blindingly bright. Fuck. Yeah. So that's what this is. I bet that's what I did. I bet I literally copied and pasted. Clever girl. Nice. Uh, that yeah, I get I get at least a couple of people every time, John, who are like, "Oh man, you're starting a new one. I can finally catch it live." Which, my goal is not to have this one last two damn years. That's that's a long time for a single... I cannot stretch this line any further. Also excited for uh, PAX West this weekend. Been a big uh, Acquisitions Incorporated fan forever and ever and ever. Since before I think I started playing D&D 5th Edition. In fact, I know it was because they started doing it before 5e. And I'm excited that they're going to do another game. I'm not going. Uh, fucking Raymond's going, though. That's why he's out. This coming week, that bastard. I don't know if he's going to go to Ack Inc. or not. I think they're only there for one of the days, but I'm still jelly. Lines, lines, lines. 
So many lines. Is this the first floor I'm doing? I think it is. What a pain in the ass house, too. Just so many windows and doors. <laughs> it's like a dynamic lighting nightmare. All these little breaks. Oh my gosh. Moving everything around. Don't know why that's like that. Uh, I don't know if this is supposed to be a wall or not. Oh, that was probably supposed to go over there. Yep. That's right. Everything moves over a little bit. Uh. Oh, that one right there, I guess. That's a door? Sure. I take huge advantage of the doors and windows, though. So that still needs a line. That still needs a line. We might have gotten most of this first floor. I think this is the first floor right here. Alright, so now we draw. We do... Wall, blue, sure. Wait, what is it? Will it... I don't... Do I want freehand? Oh, that's not what I want. Shit. Literally, it's been so long. I just want a regular damn draw. Polygon? There we go. That's what I want. Okay. That is what I want. is the fun part of D&D prep right here. Just me drawing lines every fucking where, all the way down to there. I need to make a test character so I can test it. Also, this needs to go a little bit in. Also, I started watching uh, The Boys. You may have heard of it. <laughs> I'm, the last, I'm the last person on the planet to watch it uh, on... Amazon Prime. Um, a couple episodes. A couple episodes into the first season, and uh, of course, I've seen there is a uh, one of the asshole superheroes is named the Deep, which is funny because that's what the fucking campaign is. You don't want the call from the Deep. <laughs> Not in that one. Got a window there. I definitely recommend it, like everybody says, but uh, very much a hard R. Um, yeah. <laughs> Compared to the fair I usually watch, I guess. I was not prepared. And I've heard it gets crazier. So no spoilers, please. Gosh, is that everything except the doors and windows? The deep is asshole light, yeah. A lot better than the source material. Is this the tone right? Nice, no, see, I knew it. Everybody, Everybody's fucking seen this show except me. <laughs> I knew that would spark some conversations. 
fucking love Carl Urban. I have the biggest man crush on Carl Urban, though. Dude doesn't miss. Even if he's in, like, mid-movies, he's just fucking delightful every time. And him with his British accent and his spiky hair. Like, hell yeah, I'd follow that dude into battle. It's like uh, him and, um, I can't think of his name now, the Witcher guy. Um, are generally beloved by men. <laughs> uh, Cavill. Henry Cavill. Who got screwed by DC. Poor bastard. That fucking Judge Dredd movie was amazing that he was in, and he deserved... We all deserved that to be... A franchise, or at least get a sequel. Like, damn, that movie was cool, and he was fucking cool in it. Like, man, deserve better. Oops. All right, let's move these guys over here. If you guys have any tips or tricks on. This particular module, I imagine this is going to be one of the more infamous ones of the whole campaign in terms of people's familiarity with the source material. This one uh, generally seems to be a pretty popular, low-level adventure. It's kind of a fun idea. It's it's a classic, so it's got the nostalgia going for it. It's a cool haunted house with a twist. Alright, I think we're just deleting all these. That's a ton of windows. So now we go into uh, windows. Uh, yes, I would like to restrict player mode. That should always be on by default. Why would it not be on? Like, yes, the barriers should restrict player movement. Yeah, my only problem, I think, with the boys so far is I wish it wasn't so obviously the Justice League. I get is that what the source material is? I guess like you know I pre like Watchmen was also a very famous satire of the whole superhero genre and like what if superheroes really existed and how like fucked up that would actually be. Um, but they at least had well, I guess they did have like the. Batman stand in, didn't they? Night Owl. <laughs> but it wasn't so much like a one-to-one -one Justice League. And I feel like in The Boys, it's very obviously a one-to-one -one, uh, Justice League. I think. They don't have the... They don't have like an alien that I know of. Well, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about too much. I don't want to get spoiled. Like I said, I'm only like four episodes in. I watch shows while I'm working out and I only do that a couple times a week. And Otherwise, I really don't watch TV. So I tend to watch... Uh, stuff very slowly in piecemeal. Alright, so windows. I don't think any of the windows are locked. This one's fascinating because players can really just enter this house from any fucking direction. Alright, 
Can I copy and paste you? Will that work, or do I have to place you individually? What if I highlight you? I can't highlight you. Okay, well, that's a bummer. Slave Lords. Favorite one adventure series. Oops, those are probably supposed to be windows back there. Who cares? We don't need this many windows. I guess the other good uh, question would be um, which one is in desperate need of being updated to 5e? Because we've seen a couple of them now, and in fact, Ghosts of Saltmarsh, that's the whole thing, right? It's got a. Well, I guess not all. I guess just the Saltmarsh trilogy is actually from like the 80s. Otherwise, it uses some from the 90s and even the 2000s. Um, Yannick Portal, I guess, would be the older ones. Yeah, I do like the concept of asshole Superman. That does appeal to me. <laughs> That's what um, Injustice was, the fighting games. I think they were so popular they turned them into like a what-if comic series. Sad thing is Homelander seems so like believable too. Just a fucking egotistical asshole that already exists throughout... Time immemorum. And what if that dude was Superman? Like, damn. And also a kind of a psychopath. So many windows. <laughs> Why does this house have so many windows? Players will appreciate all of these bespoke windows. Why? How many windows does one house need? I hope these. Oh, that still needs a wall. Why yellow? I've been doing blue this whole time. Blue, I say. always ask me how to do maps and build maps. Well, this is how the sausage is made. <laughs> it's thrilling. <laughs> Utterly engrossing. All the windows. Putting tokens on here should be a little more fun at least. Okay, and then doors, 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 and doors, doors, doors. I don't think there's any locked doors in here, right? I guess I should be paying attention to the text, but for now. So I do have door line color, but it's not showing up as anything but black. Need to hit OK first. Nope, still no door color for me. Fine. Keep your colors. Is that all the doors? Is 
stairs to go down, but it's probably not going to block line of sight. So, if I were to take, oh, and I guess, well, you could create a uh, one-way barrier here. If they were down, they wouldn't necessarily be able to see up very well, but maybe you, I mean, you can see kind of up on a balcony. This Greyhawk thing would be pointless. It feels the same slot as Forgotten Realms. Yeah. Yeah, well, why was there a different? I, I really don't know. I mean, well, they did do a Dragonlance campaign, but I, I never know what's what separated Greyhawk from Forgotten Realms. Was Greyhawk maybe like lower magic compared to Forgotten Realms? Let's go on to the token layer. Uh, let's take, well, why take a wood elf and I can take something more interesting. Uh, what should we have walk around? Something that's got, uh, a token. Let's take a swarm of crustaceans. There we go. It looks, just looks like a single crab. Well, you've got vision now. I have given you sentience. Let's see... What do you see? How are we doing on our windows? Okay, I can see why you'd want the barrier though, because it looks weird without it now. Go up the stairs. Stupid windows. You see a lot of just empty nothing, but I guess that's fine. But it looks like everything's doing its job. Both are high fantasy, okay. And they do restrict my movement. It's interesting because we've got the black background, so that kind of makes it dark, even though it's lit up in here. It still creates kind of that creepiness. Alright, so why don't we make a one-way barrier? Uh, for the balcony... Is here one way and there, 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 and maybe like there. Okay, so right now I think I need to flip it the other direction. Yep, I never know what direction it actually is supposed to be in. I just test it and see. So we flip it, which means if you're up on the balcony, you can see down, although this part's awkward here, I realize. Yeah, that sucks. Kind of makes it. You know, I can just eliminate the stairs. It's fine. And if you go down, then you suddenly can't see up, which is kind of cool. Yeah, let's actually delete the stairs. Although I made it all one piece, didn't I? Oh, shoot. Yep. You idiot. You idiot. That's why you don't do that. You can make the smaller adjustments. 
Perfection. Okay. Good job, Crabby Lot. Alright, time to do this side. We've still got a lot of fucking windows and doors. Window. Window. And you get a window, and you get a window. Everybody gets a window. I am more concerned about getting maps for Call from the Deep because there's certainly less map art available. I think I've found just enough map art. Like there might be like one or two options for the ones that I need. Because there's not, there's actually not a lot of maps in that campaign. There's kind of a lot for Chapter 1 in Gunderland. And then the biggest problem are probably going to be those, the ones we looked at last week. Those, uh, like, side quest overland map areas, because fuck all, just if anybody's done maps for those. But then, uh, like, the end game, I think Driftwood Docks might have one, Escarl might have one, the big important dungeon crawls. But we're kind of using Ghosts of Saltmarsh as all my dungeon crawl content anyway, so... But that is a getting all that maps uh, ready to go is a bit of a concern. Oops, I missed one right there. Window, 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 window. Yeah, I assume players can just like break a window and enter anywhere. Which I mean, I kind of like it, and it's smart because the the stuff that matters is. Uh, in the cellar, so it's not like you can immediately get in, like, you're gonna have to explore the house somewhat, but the cool thing is the players can really get in here any way they want to, and the dungeon generally still works, so, talk about the epitome of the non-linear dungeon design. And, and I think that's always, like, the main struggle for dungeon design, too, like, you... You want to be able to kind of create like a beginning, middle, and end for your dungeon. You know, you want to have your end boss, your end cinematic event or something. And you want to build the tension. At the same time, you don't want to just put a series of rooms right in front of each other that create that. You want to have your players be able to explore and take branching paths and do all that. So that's uh, always a tricky balance I find with dungeons is making sure the players have enough cool choices and options to make while at the same time try to design it where they can't just like skip everything and get to the boss or you know miss some critical things uh through no fault of their own just because they're exploring and don't know any better like newborn babies whoops i put them on the token layer yeah dumbass let's go on the lighting layer door 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 Door, 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 I think. Oh, door, door, door. This is a big area. I have no idea how many sessions, like, just this area will take. Although, like I said, not a lot of actual combat. I feel like you can actually do a lot of exploring. If you're not stopping to do combat, 
Depends on how heedless your players are being, I suppose. See where we're at. You're up, Crustaceous. Crustaceous, Felonius, Ignatius. Sebastian. Oops, there's a little bit of a crack there in the door. Fix that one. This is uh this is the inspector. It's a house home inspector. Damn it, there's another crack in here. This house is falling apart. And another one. Alright, we're gonna stretch our doors out. Bigger doors, please. I can do that. So why we check? Stretch, stretch. Stretch all the doors. Extra sessions here. There's more time to prep up doing this. All the characters are, yeah, for sure. And I knew I had to do this work, like it was just part of the process. But I didn't want to start. I didn't want to start doing my crafting streams with this. I wanted to make sure to you know do all the fun campaign story prep theory crafting stuff first before I got into like the actual baking part of it. I suppose. <laughs> Let's talk about the ingredients first. All right. I think we've got the dynamic lighting done. For the haunted house. Now let's look at what the hell's in here. The haunted house. Oh, you know what I don't have are the numbers. Are the numbers? Can I steal these numbers? The GM layer. If I were to copy and paste game, will you let me do that? Uh, between. No, you will not. <laughs> between games. Not so much. Hmm. Well, I can come up with my own numbers, I guess. Talk baking. House exterior, 35 feet. A family of four giant weasels in the garden. Grapple the smallest character and drag them toward their den. Is that worth running? Four giant weasels. Again, we're level two. Alright, we got 13 hit points. Or no, sorry, nine hit points, 13 armor class. And a five damage bite. That's a pretty fucking nasty weasel. <laughs> His token. That looks like the noblest of weasels. I wish I could get the context of what this is. Is it like holding a weapon? <laughs> um, well, yeah. I'll use the giant weasels then. Where's the garden? I think it's this area. Is that right? Let's see. House exterior... The alchemist kept a vegetable garden around the house, which was used as a retreat from the stress of work and a supply of fresh fruit. A few broken gardening tools, tangled weeds all remain. Single rose bush near the gates, overgrown the wall, and choked out most of the other plants. 
could throw an assassin vine in there. That would just TPK them. Uh, where is this garden, though? I, I think it's supposed to be this um, stony area here. Nate metal gate lies near the road. Near the house, the rotted wooden roof of water well rises out of the tall grass. Hmm. Well, then the, then the garden's actually here. This is the garden. Oh, so this is the main entrance. Shoot, I thought it was down here. So the main entrance is here, actually. Is that right? I thought it'd be near the, the big staircase. Like, I thought this was the entryway. Everyone needs... All the weasels need a unique voice. They all need names. I don't think these are sentient giant weasels. I don't mean to burst y'all's bubble. Frank, you caught another one, did you? Or make it sound like the dude from uh, Winnie the Pooh. What she doing there, Sonny? Uh, is it under weasel, comma, giant? Or is it just giant weasel? Uh, Alright, we've got giant shark, giant spider, and then gibbering maller. So maybe it's under weasel, comma, giant. Oh, you know what? I'm looking at the wrong area. This is under Sensor Seagull Salt Marsh, which has its own creatures. That's right. That's right. So I will have token art for all of these. That's not going to be confusing at all. Every time I look for monsters, if it's from Ghost of Salt Marsh, I'll have to look over here. Uh, don't think I've installed my macros yet, have I? I don't think I have, so I can't do my fancy rolling. NPC hit points yet, which I don't have to do that anyway. Twig blights. Yeah, I mean, does this need more combat? I'd have to really look and see. I, I do feel like a lot of the combat is optional. You'd have to like stumble in certain areas. All right, so this is the gate that they talk about. In that, that makes sense because there's a description of the well. Uh, or maybe this is where the weasels are down here. Well, let me just look at the original map. map is ridiculous doesn't have weasels on here at all there's no weasels that there's snakes in the well My wife will love that okay yeah there's no exterior art whatsoever here so thank you bear for putting in some good art here Escape the garden. I'll try to grab the small screen and drag them toward their den. The well. A cluster of small mammals remains in the tall grass around the well. The well shaft descends 20 feet. The funniest thing you would see a well, especially after playing so much Zelda, holy shit, every single well you go down has like a cave in it. Every single well. <laughs> it's a whole thing. In fact, I think it's a side quest at one point to like go down all the wells. So who wouldn't go down the well and be like, I'm well, I gotta go to the well. Or at least throw a lit torch down there like a flare. The well offers no access to the house nor the caverns below it. How disappointing. If the characters illuminate the shaft while looking down, they see the glint of coins through the shallow water at the bottom. Yes. Thank you for doing that. 
A medium or smaller creature can climb down the well. But two giant, giant poisonous snakes make their home in the crumbled and crevice-ridden walls of the well shaft. Damn. Which I think giant poisonous snakes just means they're medium-sized, but still. I, I would not want to see a medium-sized snake. That would be fucking terrifying. So both of these just optional critters, if they fuck around, uh, then you find out. I don't think it's worth making a whole map or anything on there either. It's just... But I'll keep them on the map so I have something to roll for. Do they have an intelligence score? Into four! You're right! I think that does make them smarter than the average bear. Because a lot of... It also means that a lot of psychic stuff I think would work on them. Unless they say beast. Because a lot of stuff says like intelligence of... Was it two or less or three or less? Weasel's also a five charisma. <laughs> that's that's not the worst. I mean, look at him. He's that weasel looks charismatic as fuck. He's about to lead his battalion into battle. All right, so already the exterior has some danger. Um, but I bet I bet these are supposed to be down here. That's what I would probably argue that these guys are actually maybe more down here in the vegetable garden. And if you fuck around down here, then they come fight you. But it's hard to say. Uh, there's 14 silver to be had at the bottom of the well. Now that's just embarrassing. If you're going to make the players fight a bunch of giant poison snakes, at least got to be gold. The interior is dilapidated and damp. Almost mold everywhere. Yada, yada, yada. Five feet wide, ten feet high. Illumination is bright during the day, and on the ground floor and the floor above it. We assume they're going to explore it during the day. Why would you go to a haunted house at night? It makes zero sense to me. So I'm not worried about having to change the lighting conditions. So entrance hall. Oh, I guess the other map actually has. Uh, oh, yeah, it's here. Oh, yeah. Why the fuck do I have to switch things? I have it here in the thing. God. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't have to switch whole games. I've got the whole map in this game. Fuck. So that means I can just take these numbers and copy and paste them. Jesus. This fucking idiot. It's like my first rodeo. Alright. Yeah, and I can just copy and paste them there. Golly. Uh, slightly off of my numbers. Alright. Now we're cooking. Uh, supposed to be a 10 there, so 8, 9, so 1. So 1 includes this entrance hallway, and then there's the big room here. So already, you step in, it's just a small hallway, and you've got rooms everywhere. If if they go in the front door, there are so many ways you can go. I mean, you can go, you can, I think you can break any of these windows down. Does it mention the windows? I mean, there's windows everywhere. Does it ever actually say what the... Most of the window panes are broken and all are easy to open. There you go. So every single window is a point of access. Okay. Front door opens to a musty, dirty entrance hall. Corridor leads to the west wing of the house. Walls are bare, bits of smashed furniture lamp on the floor. Another corridor leads toward the rear of the house. Staircase in the eastern wall. Okay, wait, why would you... You wouldn't even see that staircase yet. You're just seeing this. Ahead of you, another corridor leads toward the rear of the house. So that means this is supposed to be open. 
Staircase on the eastern wall, climbs to the next story. Alright, which way is north then? Did you fuckers put north that's not... No, that is north. Okay. North is that way. I fucking hate that when they put a map and they're like, Oh, by the way, north was this way. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> no, it ain't. No, it fucking ain't. North is the topmost area of my screen. If I need to make those changes. There's the next story reaching a balcony overlooks the entrance. Oh, the staircase on the eastern... Okay, so this describes... The description gets ahead of itself. So the first couple sentences is this thing, and then it gets into this room here. This is the staircase in the eastern wall that climbs the next story. Stairs appear safe to climb. The balcony rail is broken in several places. Under the stairs, the north end of the hall, a third corridor leads east. Okay. Another corridor leads toward the rear of the house. So the, this first paragraph is literally just this, and then once they enter room one down here, I guess, then you read the second paragraph. You can see humanoid tracks. One set of tracks travels from the entryway toward area nine. So automatically they can see tracks going up to here. Let's just skip ahead to nine. Nine is the kitchen. Kitchen's dirty. Nasty. Uh, flight of wooden stairs leads upward from west to east. The woodwork of the staircase decayed. A few of the treads are missing. A little more dangerous of stairs. They discover the tracks continue into area 10, which I forgot to copy that one over, I guess. There it is. Area 10. I need to close this book. I can't see my own keyboard. Pick up the trail. Four giant centipedes nest under the floor beneath the sink. They come and go through a hole in the foundation beneath the kitchen. Centipedes skitter up the drain, enter the room, attack anyone investigating the cupboard or the sink. Okay. They seem like a pretty crappy step walk. That's okay. It's a bunch of little things. I would also be terrified of a giant centipede. Target must make a DC... A DC what? On a failed save, the poison damage reduces the target to zero hit points. What? Uh, this description got fucked up, I think. Uh, paralyzed? 3d6 poison damage? Sweet, merciful crap. Uh, DC 11 con saving throw. Yeah, it's like entire words got deleted here. Uh, oh, and then it's the poison damage. Okay, I'm actually gonna do this differently. This is something that fucks us in roll 20. So I'm gonna delete this and include it here. The target must make a DC 11. So DC should be capitalized. Con saving throw on a failed save. Target also takes 3d6 poison damage. The poison damage reduces the target to zero hit points. The target is stable poison for one hour, even after regaining hit points, and is paralyzed while poisoned this way. That just seems like a pain in the ass. Stable but poisoned for an hour, and you're paralyzed for an hour. Well, all right, the players just stop and wait for an hour. <laughs> right? I don't see any reason to... Keep that in there. 
Because at their level, it probably would reduce them to zero points. Uh, I'm going to get rid of the Paralyzed. Let's, let's leave the Poisoned on there, though. That'll be a pain in the ass. Okay. So now, what it should do is include... Uh, always Whisper Rolls. Let's try that. So this is the better method. Instead of having it do the poison damage up here, instead, because it's part of the saving throw, it's down here in the description. And if you put the bright, the double brackets, it'll automatically roll it for you. Which I think will fix crits also. If I were to crit on that, then it won't double the poison damage, which it, I don't think should because the poison's part of a saving throw. I think that was a discussion we had at one point. So I think that's how you fix that one. Also, I'm to fix all these character sheets, I think. Make sure they do not auto-roll. Yeah, everything is exactly how I don't want it to be. Advantage toggle, never whisper rolls, don't auto-roll damage. I'm only going to have to do that on everybody. Now, you can switch that globally, but I think if the characters are already in your journal, I don't think it updates them. But if you drag new monsters from the compendium, then I think they do obey your new uh, default settings. So these guys only attack if they actually fuck around with the kitchen much, I guess. Or if they missed all the other bad guys, you could just have them come out and attack. Because the nice thing is, they're, this is actually a fun creature. They have a lot of scary offense, but they have like no defense, so they go down pretty quick. Uh, and then 10 is the scullery. So again, the tracks are leading into the kitchen, although this goes upstairs, I think, here. It's just rickety. Although it says rickety, but there's no... Nothing about the stairs, actually. Yeah, poor condition, but still usable. Go to area 18. The scullery. Anyone inspects the cat? Uh, let's see. Large copper cask. Split. Just go to empty. Stairs lead down. Where's the cellar? So the bummer is... They could actually end up, if, they, if they're if they smart about tracking, they could end up in the cellar pretty quickly, because I didn't realize the main entrance door was up here. Okay, Scar, they descend the stairs in an area 20 below. If they fail to find the tracks early, they can pick up the trail of successful DC 10, which is nothing, investigation or survival check. Magic mouth spell on the stair, which is triggered when anyone treads on the top step. The spell is set off a hideous screams of a soul in torment rises from the cellar below. Oh, you know what I should do is pick a cue from... Chris and really add some uh, sound effects. Gotta go into manage audio. Uh, can we get a scream? No. <laughs> this one scream. No. <laughs> Don't have a a scream you can give me. I, mean, I guess I could upload my own my own stuff. Is there a good repository somewhere of sound effects I can use? I don't usually get into that too much, but gosh, Chris did such a great job. And this one especially is supposed to be a kind of immersive haunted house thing that's kind of supposed to fuck the players up a bit. There's like explosive explosions, spells, breaking sound effects. 
Some music tracks. I'm only in the D's. Good lord. Uh, I guess I can search by like yell. Ghost, moan, I don't know. How about yell? No, okay. I don't know what to search by then. <laughs> Sound effects. Weather, anger, spiky, pitfall, short. You've got like weapon hits. No screams, huh? Savage beasts. I'll need to find my own. If I can, it'd be a fun thing to do is have the actual like sounds. Fine game, keep your secrets. Each creature that hears the scream must make a DC 12 wisdom save. You're just made just one hour. This will be in the frightened condition. Oh, it actually, actually fucks them up a little bit. Okay. So that's only a, it's a little bit of a bummer to me. The fact that I was just talking about how you, you got to try to balance your dungeon uh, enough to where you feel like you've got a beginning, middle, and end while still letting your players explore. But right now, if they just go through the front door and they think to look at any tracks or any use, you know, any recent use or something, I'll be like, all right, give me a, either a survival check or an investigation check. People who are any halfway decent at those checks are going to make that. I guess the only thing is they have to keep making the checks each room, which is interesting, but still not very hard DCs. And then they immediately make it to the cellar, and the cellar, which I don't have the map up yet, is where all the big shit is happening. It's where they run into the, like, the bandits, the guard. Like, it's just it all kind of comes to a head there. So that's interesting. Um, I'd be I'd be love to hear from other folks if that's if that's been a problem. If your players get to the cellar too quickly, or if that's not a problem and they can get to the cellar too quickly, I'm already tempted to have this door be locked and put the key somewhere else in the house. But maybe that's being too, too, uh, I was going to say gatekeeping, <laughs> but that term obviously is used in other ways, but I, I just feel like that's, uh, that's a little too soon for me to be able to get downstairs. I really like the design of how everything is happening downstairs, but I want the players to explore the house a little bit more before making their way down there. So it's concerning to me that they can immediately get in the front door and then start hunting down the tracks, and literally it's just like two rooms later, which the only thing is, I guess you could have these centipedes attack just for funsies, but maybe they just immediately make it to this door, and um, like, yeah, there's that scream that appears, but the players will just be more cautious. I don't think they'll be like, well, we're not going down this way. <laughs> we'll go somewhere else. So I'll have to think about that. We are actually gone way over my recording time, so uh, this is how much fun it is when we're getting to build these maps together, but obviously I'll be doing more of this on Thursday for sure as we continue talking about specifically the Haunted House and honestly we'll be talking about Sinister Secret of Saltmarsh for probably, you know, a solid two weeks at least. I don't even know if I'll get much beyond uh, this one, but uh, that is going to do it for tonight's session of... Uh, Crap, what are we doing? Crafting the Deep. <laughs> if you enjoy the content, please check out patreon.com slash roguewatson. Shouts to Platinum Patrons, Joe, Will, Thomas, Stan, Brandon, Genocider, David, Eclectic, Roleplay, Role, Christopher, Brian, Corey, Goa, 1337, Big Nut, John F., John L., Scott, Eric, Tyler, Nathan, Camp, Crystal Lake, Counselor, Andrew C., Daryl, The Relderin, Captain Woody, 79, Jaren, Argius, Stephanie, Andrew H., and P0113589. Thank you all very much for your support. I will see you for another uh, patron uh, no, crafting stream on Thursday. My music is not going to play again. It does this to me sometimes. Why?
We not play. All right, well, we'll play this version of it. I don't know why I like bugs out on me sometimes. <laughs> 